All right. Welcome. Welcome to the Hoop Dreamers podcast. This is your regular host, Elijah Williams. Today, I'm joined by a very amazing guest that can provide a lot of good insight into things that a lot of people would want to know. Uh, this guy, he he's born, was born in, in Huntington Beach, California, former national champion and NBA draft lottery pick, currently working in the player development department for the NBA. Everybody, please welcome my guy, Cherokee Parks. Cherokee, yeah. welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, boss, I appreciate it. That's quite the intro right there, man. Yeah. Good, good setup, man. Got yeah. the answers, but uh, yeah, yeah, got to build anticipation. That. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. I feel fortunate <laughs> to spend some time with you today. For sure, for sure. And, and uh, the, the, the pleasure is returning right back to you, man. Definitely, definitely grateful to have you on. A lot of people are definitely going to be grateful when they hear the things that you will have to say. So, like I said, working in the, in, the, in the player development department for the NBA and, you know, rather than having these, the, the audience of, of young hoopers wait until their hopeful NBA transition, I want you to kind of cover the things that you all go over with the rookies as you're working in that NBA rookie transition program. Just kind of set some insight into, you know, what you all are teaching them as far as things on the court and off the court. Is that okay with you? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, yeah. So one of, one of the roles of, you know, first is uh, is the distinguished player development. And, you know, a lot of times people will be uh, under the assumption that that's on court and that we are doing, you know, more with X's and O's and stuff like that, but it's not. Mm-hmm. So player development, we usually call it player dev. Uh, you know, for our NBA guys is, is we're helping with, uh, with the off court development that comes with being a professional athlete. So, when guys uh, sign, you know, just at a, at a baseline, when guys sign their contracts, you know, there's a lot that comes with that. So along with getting the seven, you know, the seven figures, that, you know, salaries, they got things that are, you know, pensions, 401ks, uh, money that are in funds for education, you know, to the tune of 100000 a half a million, a million dollars that are there that are collectively bargained for them through the CBA. So when they sign their contracts, there's a wealth of other things that are available to them as athletes or as, a, as professional athletes. So we work with the union in one aspect to really help these guys uh, really understand these benefits. So when we catch these guys first on, as you, as you alluded to earlier, the rookie transition program. So we'll start working with the guys when they come into combines and then through draft, summer league, and then we have traditionally what's called a rookie transition program, which is a, a last, last uh, uh, minute before they report to market and then work into the, into the seasons. But a rookie transition program, we'll touch on finances, uh, kind of a holistic approach to, to, to understanding how their teams work, uh-huh. uh, to the different components of social media, yeah. the different finances, how your checks work, uh, yeah. understanding the people that are in your circles and, uh-huh. you know, getting deep on your social media and who's looking yeah. at what. And it's yeah. just, it's basically, you know, tr- again, traditionally we've had, we've had to, uh, you know, adjust a little bit for the last couple of years with, with the lockdowns and, and work through it. But traditionally it's just us with the 70 or 80 players, 60 players. Uh-huh and three days and you just gut it out with them, man. We have a lot of speakers come in, rotate through, and it's a good chance just that, and there's no people around. There's no agents. There's no family. There's no friends. Mm -hmm. And so it's a good opportunity where you're sitting with just a wealth of talent and then you got a wealth of knowledge to be able to just have a focused, you know, intentional time together 
to kind of prep going into the season. And so, um, yes, that, that's one of the things that, that we do working with the, with our league guys. And then, uh, you know, obviously that trends into a, into a lower lower demographic and then to the retired players as well. But mm-hmm. uh, generally the, the player development that I work in is, 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 is the league working with players and working with teams and markets and, and really helping guys adjust to the, the life of being a professional athlete and grow upon that. Yeah, absolutely, man. That, that That's an amazing response. And, you know, it's it's really cool to hear the kind of things that the league is doing for the young stars that people are seeing every night in and night out, the John Morantz and Zion Williamson and all those guys. There's a lot more to the game than just what you see on, on, on that court, right? And that that's that's the kind of perspective that you all are bringing to them. And that, that, that you're in an amazing position. And this, like I said, you're going to definitely provide some valuable insight throughout this episode. But before we get into that, I want to get to this, this question that's pretty much a rite of passage on this podcast, right? You were obviously a really good player, lottery pick, nine-year NBA veteran, right? National champion. I mean, you, you, you really got it done at the highest level, right? But I want to get it, get your perspective before those accomplishments, before uh, your national championship at Duke, playing with Leitner and Grant Hill, before uh, even before high school, I'm sure you're a top prospect coming out. When you were just a kid throughout your childhood, growing up in Huntington Beach, what were your hoop dreams? Ooh, I always say it wasn't even it wasn't even hoop dreams. It was uh, bas- It was first. It was baseball dreams. And wow. So like started playing baseball and football when I was young. And I was a pretty good pitcher, and so it was baseball. And then growing up uh, near the coast, you know, in Cali, uh, everybody's surfing and skateboarding. You know, yeah. surfing, and if people don't know the, the ways you, you got to get up pretty early to be surfing, man. Yeah. I was another 4.30 yeah. or 5 too often. And then uh, skateboarding, uh, for those who skateboard, man, much respect. Because when you, when you learn to skateboard, you eat it, it it's pretty painful. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, so uh, just, you know, I kept growing. And then, you know, basketball, once I caught, I just was around the right people and I started going. But uh, honestly, man, I was, I was really always caught up in the moment when I was playing. Like, I was always learning the game. It was so new to me. Um, I never really had grown up looking ahead or was a fan of the game before I started playing. So my introduction mm-hmm. to the sport was when I started playing. Like, mm-hmm. other than, you know, some glimpses of uh, some Celtics and, and Lakers stuff, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit through the 80s when I was younger. And, you know, obviously you got some stories of Mike and I got some glimpses, but didn't really start like get into like knowing about college hoops and things like that until I yeah. started playing. So uh, honestly, I was always just kind of caught up. You know, when I got mm-hmm. my first letter, I was like, "Yo!" And then like, you know, <laughs> yeah. hit me up. I'm like, "Yo!" This yeah. cool dude hit me up, and like, I'm doing all my, you know, my, on my research. You know, like, oh my god, they all these national championships and yeah. stuff, and I'm just learning about them for the first time. So uh, it didn't really go past college to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And then the league was just again, it was like we didn't have any contact with mm-hmm. the league at all. Yeah, like there was no, there was nothing. It was just co- yeah. getting into college was the big deal. You had had the grades. That was yeah. it. <laughs> a prop forty eight, man. You got past yeah. SAT and get into school. Like that was the whole <laughs> thing. But uh, yeah, it didn't really go past uh, college, to be honest with you. Oh wow. Yeah, wow. it wasn't really till maybe my third year in college I even really started thinking about the league. Wow. Like holy, holy cow! Like I'm gonna get drafted. Like this yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. 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 That's what's that's what's up. And, and when you when you were playing especially, you know, in, at, at the college and, and the NBA level, what were some things that, some specific things that you wish you knew that you're now able to teach to the next generation of young stars? Um, 
Jeez, yeah, we work with, with, uh, you know, with the USA basketball and the junior national team and the younger demographic, which is great because we get it, we get to connect with them and their folks. And, um, you know, I think one thing, you know, well, there's a number of levels, but if I want to just keep it competitively, I'll stay, I'll stay with that because we, there's a myriad of things that I think all yeah. of us go through in our lives. Sure. You know, we could say off the court, you know, what I mean, yeah. we all go through things, but yeah. on the court, I think the biggest thing is that, um, that the NBA is the end of the basketball road. There is no, better league or anything Uh like literally the basketball road competitively stops at the NBA. So when you get to the league and it's a business and, and you know, all these teams are different and they're run differently Uh and they're coached differently. And, you know, in the leagues here, we're here to help manage and keep the competitive balance and keep everything moving, you know? And so when you go to these different teams that it being in a road, you have to find a way to get better on your own. You can't be reliant on teams to make you a better player because the business yeah. is going to ultimately get involved yeah. and you might get shifted to a team that's trying to do something else. And mm-hmm. you all of a sudden are on the side burner and you just came from another team where you were hot yeah. and all of a sudden you ain't, you know what I mean? And so like, yeah. you have to find a way to get better on your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, if not, it's just, like you said, you get to that level and then, you know, your time, your time may come and you just may not be ready because of this or, yeah. the, you know, the, again, the, the little bit of the, the shuffle or the business that, that, that gets involved. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, so you got to find a way to be, you got to find a routine. You have to find mm-hmm. a way that as a player that, you know, when you're 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, no matter what you are getting better. And it's regardless of where you're at or what city yeah. you're in or what team you're with. Absolutely. That's the number one thing right there. Yeah. Cause that's going to keep carrying you to, that's what makes the, the good players great and the great mm-hmm. players, superstars that I've been yeah. around. They work really hard mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> really hard <laughs> yeah they do yeah. not go to their markets and expect the team to make them better they go and make that entire team better yeah you know so yeah for sure yeah. and and you know just just wanted to touch on this real quick that you could because i know at, at one point especially like right after you retired you had an interesting entrepreneurial journey right you i mean at one point you even owned a bar Correct. Mm-hmm. So, yes. wanted to wanted to kind of touch on that and, and get some insight into, you know, what were your thoughts going into that post career, trying to find your way, and you know, what ultimately led you to getting back involved in the NBA. Well, I got to tell you, like, what 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 led me into the the first was yeah, I I, I owned a, a music venue, a bar music venue, and it was just uh, you know the the you know one loved the type of music that I was playing. I grew up on some you know, gritty Southern California punk mm-hmm. rock, and you know a lot of these bands were still playing. And the opportunity came up, you know, to to get a venue that was you know basically in my backyard where I grew up. And uh, yeah, so I just I ventured into that. I had no business experience at all, so I was mm-hmm. able to conceptualize and yeah. bring and materialize what, yeah. what what it is I thought would be great, and it worked out. But I didn't know anything about running a bar at all. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah, you're serving alcohol, and yeah. you got security and all this other stuff, yeah. man. Like, uh, yeah, it was it was like yeah. So like I ran it was just you know, being a lot. It's a lot of work, man. Mm-hmm. And, and then you got uh, uh, so yeah, I ran it for a little bit, and then just. I had never really connected to another part of basketball while I was playing. I was always just on the court. I was just court driven and that was pretty much my focus. I never sat in with a coach doing a practice plan. I never mm-hmm. did some media. I never did anything surrounding the game 
or really took time to understand the business of the game. So mm-hmm. when I started to, uh, you know, to, like come back around the game and see like what areas that might interest me, um, player development was always something that I had on my radar. And fortunately, uh, I was in California and, and uh, Denise Booth, who is uh, the team player development director or formerly for, for the Clippers, uh, still was in that position. So I was able to connect with her and she really set me on a great path to, to help me get to where I am now. Mm-hmm. But uh, but that that player development space is you know it's just, it's it's about helping and, and you know former players and again incoming players and so forth like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, and and during the last CBA, the league started providing programs to get more players into positions of management and you know at the league and with teams. So uh, you know I was benefited one of those basketball programs. It's called Basketball Operations Associate Program at the league office. And so through that program, I was able to work into the position I am now. But even the role that I have now did not exist before I started my journey. Like it came into being, yeah, like we weren't involved with the J&T. And so the whole youth market, as you know, is all over the place. Um, So that was the journey into the space. And so, um, you know, it was was, was, was pretty cool. And like things like, you know, we were talking before about planning ahead, you know, for playing in the league, like Uh the same thing. Like I wasn't, I didn't know what to plan ahead coming in this position. I just yeah. know I wanted to be at the league. Yeah. I know PD, but then all of a sudden this really great role comes together. Mm-hmm. But it was through a series of steps and networking and doing a lot of things that we encourage our guys to do now. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was doing all that raw. I'm trying to figure it out and trying For to sure. work my way back into the right circles and things like that. Cause I, I got a little bit disconnected for a moment, yeah. but uh, yeah. And then was able to land in a position that was, you know, really cool doing the same thing that I had yeah. to do to get into position yeah. what we do now working with the yeah. guys you know yeah. we talked about it yeah, other exactly. times and we got to know each other about sure. how to network and work on things yeah. and really get your stuff going so it's, it's yeah. really cool to be doing something that helps you get better every day absolutely and, and speaking of you know doing things that help other people get better every day what are some of your favorite topics as far as what you all teach and things that you think are the most impactful when it comes to teaching things that won't just help them with their playing career, but things that can be helpful for them for the rest of their lives? I think uh, we'll start just with the, with the younger demographics. So you got guys that are, you know, you know, five-star athletes and, and they're in, yeah. they start getting in those lanes when they're in, you know, fresh and sophomore in high school is uh across the board i'll keep to the guts on this is like Mm -hmm. pick up your head and pay attention to the game because you are learning the entire business right now Mm -hmm. like you're learning everything you're learning how to coach you're learning how to referee work the scores table manage (laughs) everything you know i mean if you just take some time to just look around what's going on um by the time that you're ready to be done playing you can if you want to and then at that point looking ahead, if you're like, man, I definitely at this point could say I want to work in the sports world. Like mm-hmm. I want to stay in the sports industry yeah. through your playing days. You're going to learn everything. And if, if you make it to the pro side, you're going to learn about agents, everything. Yeah. So if you just pick your head up and you can make that decision early on in your life that, hey, sports are what I want to do while you're playing. That is like a that's a gravy train towards yeah. every single thing in the business. So yeah. tell me early on, man, just, just, if you want to make that decision and that's to my earlier point, I never did that. Mm-hmm. I just played and I didn't really, I never yeah. sat in a coach's meeting. I never knew. I didn't really know what a GM did or how the mm-hmm. presidents worked or really what a scout did. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when we're fresh out of the game, if we know what scouts do, I mean, that's not, you might not be a great scout, but you know yeah. what to do. 
Uh-huh. You know what I mean? But like coaching's different, uh, commentating's different, you know, uh-huh. things of that nature. But, uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, I tell them, man, if there's something they want to focus on early, like that's, that's a good thing from there. I mean, that, that's always just a good start because basketball will carry you a, a long way. And it, when the yeah. ball, they say when the, the game stops, sometimes the game has to stop bouncing and the ball yeah. has to stop bouncing. Yeah. It doesn't have to stop bouncing, yeah. man. I can stand <laughs> over a side of court and dribble the ball all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they get in the game, you know. Just yeah, yeah, exactly. Game, you know? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, things are are rapidly changing nowadays. You know, with, with with social media and things like that, there are a lot of new trends coming about, and a lot of new problems and brands that come about, and a lot of different things that you know players can encounter. in now nowadays, that people may not see five, ten years from now. You know what I'm saying? Like even, you know, back when you were playing, things are a lot different from when they from how they are now. So wanna get some insight into how you all keep up with those things and how you decide, you know, which topics are best to to teach to these to these young athletes. Yeah, I think that, that that's the first thing I think you're hitting nail on the head is keep up. You know what I mean? It's like they're in the trenches and with what the what what the players and and parents are experiencing right now is brand new. Mm-hmm. So there's like people coming in, there's no experts, there's people getting familiar with the space. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so so as far as like we, we have a saying, you know, meeting a player where they're at, and it's like, that's just not possible with mm-hmm. this group, with this demographic, because it's like, uh, you know, they, they are, are like, to your point, like trying to keep up, they're a little bit ahead. So I think coming to that space and being around them, um, what I think what we can do best is is cultivate uh, an atmosphere and an environment where they know that they are going to be, you know, it, it, it foremost, like their best resources are going to be themselves and, and appreciating the moments when like when we come together, uh, like we're on site with them, that we're all together, knowing that's a space to have some dialogue and open up and know things are going to be cultivated in a way that's going to create something where they're going to get something that they're not going to get anywhere else. And so, you know, you know, again, the uniqueness is through this program. We work with like 80 of the top guys in the country. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's like you yeah. don't normally get something like that. And then yeah. their folks coming, we get for like three days, we can hang out. But right now it's, it's challenging. Before we can come in and say, you know, we have a lot with like NIL, you know, guys got to have yeah. their identity and they got to know about their reputation and they mm-hmm. got to know about a few things before like you start getting into kind of what your brand is. Like we'll kind of dig back a little bit deeper on something like with NIL with that. But mm-hmm. then you can get into the same arena and say, you know, guys want to talk about what their dream deals are. Yeah. And then you get to know a lot about their personalities and then you can play that back into kind yeah. of well, what's branding really. And mm-hmm. then you can get into looking ahead. Well, what does your brand bring to your university mm-hmm. or your pro team's brand? Mm-hmm. Now that we got NIL, that's a different conversation we weren't having two years yeah. ago. Like you have a value. You got a million followers. You're bringing a value to your market that yeah. you know has a click value now. Mm-hmm. And so that, that might supersede or that might exceed your contracts. And you're like, well, you have an honest discussion with your team okay you pay me x amount but i'm mm-hmm. bringing x amount as well yeah, off the exactly. court. so exactly. they're in that kind of arena and then you know the other layer to that is like their identities are are now exposed where there's kind of a and i'm not full hitting this on the head but like kind of a dot-com craze going on with yeah. like people's identities so if you mm-hmm. are a for instance a super hot deal you know and you're 14 or 15 someone could kind of get your intellectual, your property that you might want to start doing to get your stuff going online. Mm-hmm. And then, so when you go to get your, your, your name registered or something, you got to, you know, buy it from somebody else. Yeah. Things are like that. So who, who, who is a, 
is a 15 year old, you know, parent of a 15 year old that's rocking and you don't have anybody in this business. Like who do you yeah, exactly. to talk to about stuff? Yeah. You know, if somebody's coming up to you and going, Hey man, and they're all nice. And like, mm-hmm. you know, like, how do you know if they're a good guy or not? Mm-hmm. Like, or if yeah. they got good intentions, when yeah. you know, trying to profit off your sweat <laughs> yeah. equity when you're 15. Yeah. Yeah, you you know so uh, so it was, so being in that space, a lot of times they'll br- they'll bring the genuine questions and the genuine energy, and then so us be able to cultivate a space mm-hmm. where some good organic conversations can come forth. I mean that's really where we're at right now. We we mm-hmm. could have a prescribed uh, uh, approach or, or more of a formal approach. I think uh, a couple years back, but right now and with the CBA pot in the next two years up. Uh, for the NBA and the, the potential of there being a one and done rule mm-hmm. change. Of, so that's a whole nother layer yeah. that changes this whole dynamic again, yeah. because if yeah. it goes to 18, you have all the NBA people in this space now. Yeah, exactly. And it's just so like, again, so, so finding out what to, what to talk about and mean we're at, a lot of it's coming on the ground, you know, from mm-hmm. them. So what we can really do in amidst all this is ingrain communication, who understanding what a resource is, who's in your circle and who's in your corner, putting your teams together, you know, our family members, are those uh, considered business partners when they're family, stuff like that. Like all these things we learn from our pro guys because they have people in their circles and we can kind of share what's worked, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's, that's usually been the best type of draw. But as far as being a resource or a conduit towards information, we usually can get that real time just depending on what it is that they're looking for and we can uh-huh. really connect them with something. But I think coming up with something ahead of time, we don't have a, we don't have a crystal ball like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, sure. as far as like what's, 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 what's cutting edge because the, we don't know. I mean, yeah. the stories are like, and you talk it's to impossible me, like, too. <laughs> these stories are crazy, yeah. man. Yeah. Like they're living yeah. a whole different world. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and speaking of, you know, people who actually provide the answers to those questions and the speakers that you have come in and, and speak to them, who are those people? Like who, who, who are they actually receiving this this advice from and who are you all linking them to when they have those kind of questions? Yeah. Yeah. So that, and that's what it comes like. We usually have a good rotation. Like usually our uh, people that come in to help educate in, the, in these spaces mm-hmm. usually don't, we usually turn over every year or two. Mm-hmm. So we'll have a couple of professionals that, uh, you know, again, like once, like maybe in financial space where they got to come in and they work for a, a large company and they'll come in and now they'll educate in that financial space. Um, you know, these guys, but, you know, having some be like that, where now they're no, you know, not in any position to be working with these guys in any way, mm-hmm. you know, when they move on down the road, whether or not that happens or not, you know, is yet to be seen. But, mm-hmm. uh, and then with the younger guys, um, and that's, that's the lead guys, the guys that are making money, but, you know, with the younger demographic too, it's, you know, you can get a little more <laughs> intimate about like, you know, cause the, something with finance could be more on the basis of, you know, they're learning to set up bank accounts. They got to do LLCs, you know, what's mm-hmm. between a business and a checking account, like yeah. little things, like things like that, that are yeah. things they need to know. Um, you can bring into like an honest approach, but anything past that, like we're, we're not the, the main resource for that. Like we, it mm-hmm. would just be connecting to somebody, but usually the facilitator or something that's going to be a resource for us is, uh, is usually time dependent, just kind of what's, yeah. what's needed at the time. And then IL expert might be needed at this particular time. And then also who's available uh, is, is also, but mainly if we can get like people in the space, you know, former players, mm-hmm. parents, uh, people that are living the life or have just lived it. That's usually, yeah. I think, uh, you know, usually the best, uh, the best um, um, uh, experience that we can bring to the group. Uh, for instance, I know me long winded, like uh, they had yeah, Antoine sure. Walker would speak with the union. 
And Antoine Walker would come in and tell about his journey financially and things that uh -huh. he did like that. So that's great to get the, you know, a little bit of like, hey, man, this is what how a path can go. But how yeah. to build on that is what you want to do. It's like, okay, Absolutely. you know, the cautionary tale, but uh -huh. what's the what's the illuminated path that just yeah. like takes you to the to the right sure. spot? You know what I mean? So that's yeah. one thing I think we could help people uh, kind of just be mindful too. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, speaking of living that lifestyle with this NIL stuff, you can almost be living a professional lifestyle at whatever age now. I mean, and there's and with there being little to no regulation, really anything goes in that world. So what what can you say to the importance of, you know, thinking about the things that you've been mentioning throughout this episode, like now? Like no, no, no matter what age you are, no matter what phase you are with the game, this this stuff is important, right? And and, and it goes beyond just basketball, mm -hmm. right? This is this is this is things that can, like I said earlier, can help you in life in general. So, could you speak to the importance of you know wanting to start thinking about these things early on? Yeah, this is, I mean, it's, it's straight cut. And this is, uh, I mean, I think uh, across the board, uh, because again, NIL does change things because the, the value that comes in NIL isn't necessarily your sweat equity mm -hmm. or your field or court presence. It's an alternate presence that brings value to, to, you know, certain companies. Uh, but I think, uh, uh, the dirty line is that is, uh, you know, for, for again, accelerated athlete, uh, is that it, it you know, for basketball in specific is that like high school is now your business school. Like you're mm -hmm. done. There's no more. I went to college like you went to college and mm -hmm. graduated all my friends that were the same age as me and went out and got a job like mm -hmm. everybody else did. I just went yeah. to play basketball and they went and, you know, worked in finance or just something. Mm -hmm. Right. So these young guys don't have that anymore. Mm -hmm. Like there's a, there's a idea that maybe they can even come straight out of high school, but they can really be leaving early if they want. And they got mm -hmm. the G league option and now they yeah. got the, the overtime. Elite overtime option. Yeah. And so That's they, crazy. they actually can go be making, you know, 40, 50, 60 yeah. grand right now. So like yeah. when that's coming with that, like, like, so you got to get involved. These parents need to get involved because with that, it's going to come, you're going to get 60 grand. You're paying taxes on that. You got to work mm -hmm. out, you know, how you're doing your 1099s, yeah. all these things. Yeah. So folks got to get involved with that. But also because there is money flowing openly, parents can get involved. They travel to a lot of games mm -hmm. or more present, things like that. Yeah. So I think to the, to the younger group um, is that, man, is, is, is you got to just pay respect that like it's, it's not just playing the game anymore. Like mm -hmm. there's, there's more to it. However, Playing the game is always what's going to keep you going, man. So, yeah. like, in the midst of all this, you got to be on the floor getting better. I mean, that Absolutely. is where – that's why you're playing, and yeah. it affects things. Like, you know, an example of being Carolina this year, man. Like, it's not the same team coming back. Yeah. Everybody's coming back a millionaire. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. in college, dude. Yeah. You imagine yeah. having a million dollars in college? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's wild. You know what I mean? So like it's a yeah. it's different it's a different dynamic in the locker room. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And we don't know what that's like because no one's yeah. ever done this before. Like no yeah. one has a presence like they're having right now. So like yeah. how that affects how teams jive and things like that. Like that's TBD right now. But mm -hmm. for the younger cats, like man, just play basketball. You got to focus on, and then also you know that off court that you know parentally things need to be adjusted because it is hyper you know uh, uh, accelerated at a younger yeah. age. And then also the landscape, particularly at this time, the landscape in the next two years is uncertain. So, like, For there's sure. really nobody, like, you know, whatever's going to happen with the CBA yeah. is going to dictate a lot. Yeah. And, and, and speaking of, you know, 
kind of setting yourself up for success through, you know, your workouts, things like that, handling business on the court. Could you also speak on, and this would be, you know, one of the last couple of questions. Could you also speak on the importance of at least starting to think about, you know, what you want to, what your passions are off the court as well? You know, mm-hmm. what are some things you can market with that you actually love? You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of guys, you know, play Fortnite, go get a deal with Fortnite. You know, certain things that you, things can all come together now. I think it's just a matter of finding what things you want to come towards you, right? What yeah. what things you want to be involved in, what things you, you want to contribute to. And could you just speak on, you know, how, again, never too early to start thinking about those things as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, it's, and it, again, it's challenging for an athlete. And, you know, we hear, you know, people that, you know, you hear spectator comments, you know, about how come an athlete did this with money or this is happening here. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's, it's irregular. You know what I mean? It's like you sit around doing stuff like you figure out healthcare when you're in your 30s because doctors are always provided for you. If you play yeah. professionally, you know, all of a sudden you're 36 going to the doctors for the first time your whole life. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. It's a new thing. So, so for the, for the young cats, again, it, it starts with, you know, knowing what you want to do on, uh, on, on the court and going there. But for whatever they're going to be like, uh, um, you know, that they're going to identify to, that's why I think initially you start with like, you, you can start with the first thing is like, as a career, like, get super simple, man. Do I want to be in sports, man? Do I want to yeah. stay in sports? And if you like, yes, dude, I love being around it, like, mm-hmm. whatever. Even if it's going to be competitive gaming, something, Mm-hmm. This is the realm I want to be in. You can lift up your head. You're going to learn everything just on your journey. But also you're going to learn during that yeah. time because you're present is that people are very aware of when yeah. athletes are aware. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like to the business. Yeah. And when you're young and you're aware, like, hey, coach, yeah. thanks for inviting me to that training camp. It was yeah. the first time I ever got cut in my life. Yeah. Man, what an opportunity. And yes, you wrote him a note. That yeah. coach would probably put it up on the refrigerator because no players ever do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, this kid's really in tune and aware yeah. of what's going on. So as you lift up and learn the business, people are, are going to gravitate towards you to have other business. Now, mm-hmm. now just being mindful of that. Now, what we, where we, this is where we can help out with like things like time management, learning how to communicate, you know, effectively things, effective communication, things of that nature yeah. is that you can now people are going to be, you're going to have a, a exposure and now you can yeah. start, okay, cool. Let me see this. Absolutely. Oh, now it's not about doing beats. And now you sit in the lab and you do a few times and you're yeah. like, Yo, okay, this is cool. Maybe this yeah. is not for me or yeah. you learn schedules. Oh, yeah. I'm in nine, for, nine, for, nine to five is not for me. Like mm-hmm. whatever I do, like that's yeah. not my thing. Or, you know, so or you, you want to be a proprietor or some, uh, you know, of, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a restaurant or something like that. So yeah, um, yeah you just kind of learn that. But I think that, that, picking your head up and using the game to elevate your presence uh, yeah. is first and foremost and learn how to connect through there. But it, it'll provide, there's so many opportunities now. Yeah. So the journey's different. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like the back of the day was Prop 48. We just had for to pass sure. our SATs was the yeah. biggest thing on the planet as far as continuing basketball was getting yeah. into college. Yeah. Now, like straight up, like, I mean, you got tons of stuff. A lot going of other like, yeah. yeah, like Jared yeah. coming in, McCain coming in next year at Duke, he's, and his folks are with them experiencing yeah. the whole journey so it's yeah. like it's just a different type of experience so i think the exposure 
is like, again, it's the player, their family, kind of, you know, again, what uh-huh. kind of social presence they want to have. Uh-huh. And, but really the world's just wide open to them, man. It's just, you, yeah. just, you know, it's like, the, I think the hardest thing right now is just, you don't have, they only have so much time in a day. Yeah. And their days are just chock full. Yeah. So like, you know, I yeah. think time management is probably one of the biggest things that they could learn right now. For sure. And, and to speak on that just a little bit more and just start wrapping things up, I think, you know, the approach that, that athletes take, especially hoopers take when they're trying to figure out their play styles, figuring out, you know, how, what they do best, how they, how they can perform well with their teammates. That's the same kind of attitude you got to have off the court as well. You know, use that same approach where it's like, okay, I want to figure out my play style at this level. Also figure out who you are at that level and at that point in your life, you know what I'm saying? That's the, yeah. that's the kind of thing that's going to set you up for the things that you've been talking about throughout this episode in all these brands and leagues and all these opportunities that are out there and, and continuing to do what you're passionate about. You know what I'm saying? Like life is about doing things that you love and, and surrounding yourself with people that you love. And that's the, that's the best way to do it is to figure out what those things are, who those people are. Right. So we can, we can go ahead and start wrapping, wrapping it up with that. Do you have any final words? No, I just, I just to tell off what you just said, yeah. man. And there's no timeline to that, man. It's, yeah. it's your whole life, you should be asking questions yeah. and figuring stuff out. And you yeah. should have that feeling, hopefully, of a 17, 15-year-old with six figures and opportunities. Yeah. And hopefully you feel like that when you're 30, 40, 50, 60, yeah. you still have that inspiration to mm-hmm. learn about life and have, and you've created a path yourself that just opportunities. You Absolutely. know, guys like, like Vince Carter, Grant Hill, like they yeah. just had opportunities just come at them all yeah. day because of the path they created. So he's, yeah. they're going to be in their 60s fielding calls. Still, yeah, like, exactly. You, think, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. like, and these and these young and these young players and their families can really set up uh, some paths for themselves like that. For sure. So that's your point. For sure. like, but there's no timeline for it, man. It's, for sure. it's known that it's success is. Uh, I think I heard it's a progressive realization of a worthy ideal. So just as long yeah. as you're moving forward and you have a place that you're working towards, and you can be a success for a long time. Absolutely, man. Spending a lot of gems and magic in, in this episode, and, and a lot of hoop, a lot of hoopers and athletes and people in general around the world can really benefit from the things that you shared in this episode. So wanted to really express my gratitude again to you for hopping on, sharing everything that you shared. Hopefully we can get you back on at at another point to continue this discussion. Cause like you just said, bro, next year, things could be, things could be completely different. You just just never know. You really never know. So Definitely looking forward to continuing this, continuing this discussion. I'm sure I'll be seeing you around. Uh, good luck with everything. Keep doing your thing and making an impact on young lives. I appreciate you. I'll definitely see we do one. We got to do one live from Cameron at one of these. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. Down, dude, just kind yeah. of just doing the freelance, you yeah. know. So, but uh, yeah, I appreciate the time again and the opportunity to to just connect and uh, you always have a good time. We're talking, so for sure, man, we got to do this again. Absolutely, absolutely, we'll get it done. Have a good one. All right, Ross. Thanks, man.